sweet chairs in the corner with the television. And there's only folk houses in town. But all the folk houses have a little cold potato provision on an intended to be sickness. But it's just for a night. No, you carry on. You carry on. That's what it's all about. <coughs> that is what a church is about. People talking, laughing, joking, and being together. Hello, everybody. In case you haven't noticed, I'm not David Powell, because he's much younger and better looking than I. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Ted. <laughs> uh, David will be with us later in this year to talk about healing because he's very passionate and very knowledgeable about that subject, so there'll be no one better to take it than David. Um, but tonight you've got me. Have you locked the doors, Paulie? Oh, you should, just in case. There might be an <laughs> Just in case there's an exodus. And a good evening to, to everybody watching us at home online. Just to explain every now and then, when people are viewing us online, all they can see is the platform, all right? And they own, um, the audio is only through the platform, so your anonymity is secured. So if you're somewhere where you shouldn't be, do not worry, you won't be broadcast all over YouTube. Isn't that wonderful? Tonight... Looking at the topics for tonight, I was thinking, well, what is spiritualism to you? And to you, and to you, and to you, and to you, and to you. Because we talk about many of the topics we've talked about so far, the philosophy side of it, what is the evidential mediumship. Um, <clears throat> but tonight, I just thought it'd be good to talk together. So please join in with the conversation about what is spiritualism to you. What is it about? You know, we say, oh, I'm a spiritualist, um, oh, I go to the spiritualist church, or spiritualism is my philosophy, my belief, my way of life, as people term it. But what is it actually mean? What does it mean? Why do we do that? Why do we talk to the dead? Well, sometimes talking to the dead is much more fun than talking to the living, yeah. quite frankly. And those who haven't experienced it, trust me, it's true. <laughs> it seriously is. But spiritualism has been in our very energy, in our different cultures, going back through time immemorial. There's always been this link to the ancestors, to the nature spirits, to the energies. It's always been around. It wasn't until the turn of the century in the UK it started to become more of an understanding. We had a big influx uh, from America. And funnily enough, the home of spiritualism isn't like London, where we would assume it to be. It was more in the Midlands. And part of that reason was the liners, not only were people emigrating to America, people from America were coming into the UK. 
and spiritualism arrived through the big liners and everything docking through places like Liverpool. So spiritualism started its home in the Midlands. And it's, it's this understanding that we don't die. Now, as humans, as physical beings, that's quite a hard concept. We can say, oh, we don't die. But when you actually start to put together the nuts and bolts of that, it starts to become a little bit more complex, a little bit harder to grasp, a little bit harder to understand. We're all accustomed to the evidential mediumship. I've got your mother here, not yours. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, but we're all accustomed to that side of it. But what is the purpose of that? What is the purpose? I mean, number one, the ultimate purpose of anything in spiritualism involving contact with what we term the other world is about healing. It's healing for the person receiving the message. Michael, sir, if I may use you, you had a wonderful message on Sunday night. How did that make you feel? Be honest. It was very, very nice, obviously. But you see, I hark back to two years ago, April. That's last month. It's exactly two years that I came back. Wednesday, and it will forever be in my mind, and <coughs> you were on the platform, and the last um, reading you gave was from Joan, and it was the normal, you know, everything you said was right, same as Sunday, but at the end of it, you delivered the killer punch. Mm -hmm. But you delivered, you said something that nobody else could know. And that um, had a major effect. A major effect. Um, because I, uh, apart from when I first came here, when I was in such a state, I don't come here looking for. I have messages every day. And I'm not a medium, I'm not a healer, I'm nothing. But, and I've tried to contact other people, and it's absolutely useless. But I do all the time and every day get conversations from my brain. Wonderful. Like we don't talk like you and I talking now. But things come in, and sometimes things come into my head that I don't really want to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, get that. So, um, and also, I have spoken to people here. It's lovely when somebody gets a good reading, and I've said to people, and I mentioned, because she doesn't come anymore, because she's not here. Pauline had a reading one day. It was a very nice reading, but I didn't see a killer punch. And I said to Pauline, that was a, uh, Pauline Tumblr, I said, that was a lovely reading. I said, I didn't see a killer punch. Oh, yes, she said. <laughs> 
everything he said was spot on. And that taught me a lesson. Yeah. Don't listen to other people's <laughs> readings and believe there isn't a killer punch there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to know that somebody gets something that nobody else knows about. Yeah. But when you had that that is, as I say, working in that energy of healing. We, we all come to churches, to centres, to see mediums, to private sittings or whatever, because we've suffered that loss. We've suffered that loss of the physical person. Some now, which is wonderful, are coming into churches and centres to find out more because this time has really sort of like made everybody ask that eternal question, why are we here? But it's only spiritualism that gives you the answer. Well, we can demonstrate the evidence. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so people are asking these questions now. As I say, the basis of all our work in spiritualism is healing. Because it's not only healing for us here to receive that message, it's also healing for the spirit world. You know, we, ha we have this illusion at times that the spirit world is sort of sat around reading the racing post or having a fag or doing whatever, just waiting to come through and talk to us. Well, that couldn't be further from the truth. This has its roots in the orthodoxy of sitting on a cloud and playing your harps. It all stems through that, through our conditioning over the years. Spirit world is more active than this world. If you imagine, just for a moment, you are nothing more than a thought. Just think about that. You have no body. You do not need money. You do not need a house. You do not need food. You don't even breathe. You are just a thought. Impossible, isn't it? We can't imagine it because we're physical beings. We like... Yep, that's solid. Although science teaches us it isn't. But to us, it's solid. My understanding, and everybody's understanding of the spirit world is going to be different. I once, when I sit with spirit for my own development... I said, in my messages, I never see where they are. Why is that? And they just came back and said, because that's their heaven, not yours. And I went, do you know what? That makes so much sense. Because again, this is probably something you've seen me ask before. If I ask you all to imagine a boat, all right? Doesn't matter what size, shape, whatever. A boat. So, what colour boat? Yeah. What colour boat? What colour boat? White. What colour boat? Grey. But they're all a boat. They all float on water. Yeah? Different colours, they're going to be different shapes, different sizes, whatever. That is from our own mind. That is our thoughts, our understanding, our toolbox in our mind of colours, of shapes and types of boats. Expand that on to 
when we open our eyes in the spirit world, what's that going to be like? What would you say heaven looks like? About you, Madame. Just growing a bit, because to me, heaven is the place of air. It's what we make it. I like you. <laughs> There's more where that came from. I'll speak of the next month. <laughs> Polling. Um, yeah. Do you know what? In every book that I've read, of standing. Now, I know that sounds a little bit egotistical. It seriously isn't. Some of these books of when I was a medium, I just find a little bit not for me. When we go through the books written by automatic writing or through trance, literally that. Heaven is going to be what you imagine it to be. Because we're going to go into a world, although we know it, we have forgotten it or the memory has faded through this time on earth and we're not going to be plunged into just being a thought because we, we we need to adjust you know if we go to a hot country what's the first thing we do we get in the hotel room turn the air conditioning on and after a few days we start to venture out more and more because we've got acclimatized to the environment similarly with our own spirit, our own vibration, when we return to the spirit world, there will be that period of adjustment. Depending on your understanding, your work with the spirit world on this side. But you would never be put into somewhere where, you know, in orthodoxy, we're taught there's two places. There's upstairs and there's downstairs. Yeah, and what we do puts us in one or the other. Because that's nice and simple, isn't it? You imagine these thoughts, these premises, uh, started in medieval times and before then, even, when the level of education was non-existent. So it had to be put in a very basic, rudimentary. You're either going up there or you're going down there. There's no in-between. But we've evolved. Our understanding has grown greater. <clears throat> the works not only of spiritualists, but also with scientists involved, are beginning to unfold different thoughts, different feelings. We're talking about things like quantum mechanics at the moment, which I have no knowledge of. But we are talking about different vibrations. And it fits in... Our philosophy fits in with the scientific view, and the scientific view actually supports our philosophy. The scientific view is there are multi multiple dimensions existing at the same time in the same space. So I'm sure you've probably all had this feeling. Somewhere in another universe, there is another me going, I don't belong here either, so we need to swap. <laughs> but if that is true, then... Returning to spirit is stepping into another dimension. It's a dimension that we are familiar with. It's a dimension that we know inherently. Once we've gone through that process of 
removing some of the negative things that we build up through this life and some of the directness, blinkered views. Probably all, we all know somebody who's got the philosophy of once you're dead, you're dead. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, imagine their surprise. But again, they're not going to be thrust into something glorious and wonderful because, again, that would be a real shock to them. It would cause them discomfort. Spirit, energy can still have unease about things where the energy isn't flowing right. Probably the best account I ever read about that process was and it was a book transcribed in something like 1896 and it was the story of somebody who passed the spirit and his evolution in the spirit world but when he first passed he was sat by his graveside and just in this blank and many years passed earth years and he was just blank and oblivious to everything and then one day he went, I can think. Which is why I say just being a thought. And from that, I can think, began his evolution into the spirit world. And I know to some that's going to be a bit bleak. But some people do live their lives like that. They do go, I don't want to know. And the one thing I've learned about the spirit world is they will lay the table but they won't make you eat. They'll put everything there. It's up to you. Because this is one of the truths of spiritualism. It's about you and your journey. It really is. But it's supplemented by the evidence. And the evidence can come in many, many different ways. Many different ways. It can be delivered from the platform very correctly, very succinctly, as Michael very kindly said there. Give him a fiver, Pauline, for that big me up. <laughs> <laughs> so it can come like that. But the more you become aware, the more you understand that there is no death. And the magnitude of that. Little things start to happen. Because the minute you start as a thought, I am that thought will gradually grow. I think, therefore, I am. I am lonely. I have another thought with me. If there's two thoughts, there must be more. It grows. It's a progressive thing. But this philosophy, this understanding that there is no death, that life is continual, now that fits very much uh, with our friends, the spiritists, of their views of the world yet to come, also fits in very well with the American discipline, and the name has eluded me at the moment, it will come to me, where we are all energy. Now again, that starts to link in with the scientific view, that everything is energy. Earlier on when I said that is solid, science has taught us now, it isn't. Because every atom has space within inside, so there is space. 
but to our vibration, our energy, our interaction with that, it feels a solid barrier. But in theory, if you were to change your vibration, change your vibration, your hand could pass through that. Because you're vibrating at a different rate. But we're here, we're here. So we just think, well, okay, I'm getting an understanding, an idea now, what is spiritualism, this thought, this idea that we live forever. Not only can we live forever, or do we live forever, but also we're able to communicate with the other world. We're able through the evidential message to get the evidence. That's why it's an evidential message. Now often down the evidential message path, sometimes it can be a little bit like, uh, <laughs> it can be a little bit like an aspirin if you've got a broken leg. You can take the pain away for a short while, but the symptom will still come back. So we do see people become addicted to the message. And in and through that, we've seen the way the churches and centres have gone over the last 30-odd years of simply preaching the message all the time. We have a night of mediumship, a morning of mediumship, an afternoon of mediumship, an evening of mediumship, a day of mediumship, but without going further into that. What are you thinking, Sue? Very true. Um, as we understand ourselves, like you said, that we're not solid, if we start to realise that nothing is actually solid, it's, 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 you know, it's science, everything's got space, we don't think of space, do we? We think it's empty space, but it's not empty, if you like. Mm. And um, it may help us understand about the energy and our closer with those in spirit, it's as if the the distance or the space, if you like, um, it will realise it's not really there at all. It's it's all part of the oneness and the wholeness. There isn't a there and here. It just is. Yes. Yeah. No, that's really good. And thank you. That was the word I was searching for. Um, but it's very true, and also these things, like the metaphysics, for those at home, that was the word I forgot. Metaphysics is a scientific study and principle about energy works. I got very interested in the metaphysical side. Um, I did falter a bit and had to sort of like pull myself back because me personally, when I was working with everything is just energy, I lost a little bit of the personality with it in the communion. It was just very matter-of-fact and flat, which is useful in some situations, 
but for my work as an evidential medium, whether it be on the platform or private sittings or over Zoom or whatever, wherever, you need also the other side. When you talk about everything just being energy, in a way we could think that if we're all individuals yet we're all in human form, there's still that es essence of uniqueness and that uniqueness carries on with the energy that we say that carries us to, to spirit or a No, I it's agree. I agree wholeheartedly there. And you, you said two key words there the energy and the essence. So it's the combination of the both. Because if you concentrate, in my experience, if you concentrate solely on the energy side of it, you lose the essence. It becomes A equals B equals C equals D. The actual spirit communication just brings in that new element. A equals B, which equals D. And you think, hang on a minute, where's this going? Or how does this work? So we need that essence as well. We need that personality. We need to be able to access the spirit world <coughs> and present them in a fashion where they are going to be recognised if I came to you and said, oh, there's a beautiful energy with you, and just said that word all the time, and this energy is telling me this, and this energy is telling me that, you're going to be sat there going, what? Who? Mm -hmm. But then if I convert that and use the energy and the essence and invite that essence to come forward, your mother's... Because energy isn't a person, energy isn't with us, it's the people that have... Well, we are energy, and that energy doesn't die, but we also have the essence within. So it's, it's when we combine that. We need that energetic link. We've all seen mediums go, oh, the energy in here is a bit flat, come on, cheer up. Uh, or, wow, the energy in here today is... Wow, great. That's the energy. That's like what's in the socket. But we need to put the plug in the socket to make the light shine. So we work with energy, but we learn how to put that plug in the socket to make that light shine, to bring that personality through. But, no? Okay. <laughs> Too late. Um, you can hear me thinking. <laughs> no, it's just, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, anybody got any questions, observations, thoughts on what's been said so far? Darling. Well, I think more and more um, we will be dealing with that. Yeah, because we're, we're talking about today's world where we can actually understand that. A hundred years ago, again, we were rooted very much in the orthodoxy of it's up there or down there. So we have our view. 
same as God, our understanding and our perception of God is unique to each and every one of us. The more we explore, the more we talk through evenings like this, through reading, through going online, there are some magnificent videos out there to start expanding our mind. Because we're here on a journey. And this journey is part of the greater journey, that journey that's going on for eternity with us. But we're here to expand. And as I say, we'll go from one extreme of, once you're dead, you're dead, to, right, I understand that I'm going to be immersed back into an energy field, a cosmic consciousness, a soul group. But because we're in that state of mind, that is, or similar to that, is what will happen, because we're ready for it. You know, if we go abroad, again, while I've got obsessed by holidays, if we go abroad, we look up, what the currency is, what the weather's like, what the amenities are like, where to go, what to do, maybe pick up a few words of the lingo, because we research that. Yet we're all going to go on this journey again one day. Sorry to say, a hundred years from now, there'll be somebody else sat in it. And we'll be up there going, ha ha, I told you! <laughs> <coughs> So we have that opportunity now to explore more, to try and understand more. But as I say, with spiritualism, it's a very personal thing. Now we do see in some of the um, groups and movements where, to some, you may see barriers being put in because you can only do this or you can only do that. Spiritualism actually encourages very much free thinking. Spiritualism, when it came to England and out in America, uh, when it really took off, it was very much linked to women's rights movements because people were thinking differently. Suddenly the blinkers have been taken off. The first woman, what do they have in America? Congress woman was a spiritualist because in this understanding and this opening up of thinking I'm not suggesting that she would abuse any of the uh, messages or information to manipulate but through this understanding that actually wow we're amazing you know how many people tell themselves I'm amazing. Hands up. Why not? Because a knowing. A knowing. A knowing, yeah. yeah. It's something which you sort of say probably subconsciously that you yeah. eventually you see in the future and sort of think that's really knowing about the difference between them. Yeah. yeah. Ego is very good subject. Mm, yeah. Very good Don't subject. Start <laughs> 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 we, that we need a little bit of ego. Everybody who works on the platform has got an ego, but like any emotion, any thought or any process, if it becomes unchecked, it becomes destructive. One of the basic laws of the universe is balance. You've neat. Pauline, how, how do you like to come up here and stand in front and talk to 
to people. There you go. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, uh, but it's true. In essence, I'm quite a shy, reserved person. But I step into different energies. I step into roles. I step in. I'm not saying I don't enjoy this. Truth be known, a little cave in a Welsh mountainside with Netflix, and I'd be happy as Larry, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we do need to work with our ego at times because it does support us to be able to talk to people, to commune, to actually believe in ourselves sometimes. Because we have no ego, we're going to sit there maybe and go down the route of thinking, well, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, and I can't do anything. Fine, please. No, that would be quite a big subject to discuss. Oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe we'll save that for another time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, I'm up for that. Would you be happy up here? I'd rather do one-to-one, -one, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Can I wear a shoulder camera and a microphone? <laughs> 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 but no, um, one of the basic spiritual laws is balance. Uh, it's, it's a bit like we've got a very dear friend who's got um, quite bad diabetes, not extremely, but not good. And they were told, no more chocolates. Well, this lady is of advanced years, and every day she has one chocolate. So she says, I want my chocolate. I'm not going to sit there and go mad, but I do want my chocolate. She's got that balance there. She's curved how she used to eat, but she still has that little treat to keep her on an even keel. And it's like us, isn't it? We see it especially in this material world. Ultimate power corrupts ultimately. And people have too much power and no recourse for being held to account. It gets out of hand. Same with money. So the whole world, everything, is always about maintaining a state of balance. Work hard, play hard, the old ethos. Very true. Very true. You know, give, 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 but don't forget to take, take, take at times as well. And if you end up taking... <coughs> if I were to go over to Paul and Pauline's and do their garden because Paul's terrible at it. Um, <laughs> I don't use my plants. <laughs> and then, oh, that's a great job. Like, oh, would you come around and paint the kitchen? Oh, yeah, okay, because Paul breaks cookers when he paints. <laughs> Tip number one, never stand on a ceramic hob. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay then. <laughs> yeah. That makes the world a difference. Then can I come round and run up some new curtains? Then after a while you're just going to say, I love you dearly, Pauline, but, you know, <laughs> sorry. We've, we've got to keep that balance going all the time. And that is really important when we're working with spirit. Now... Don't sit there thinking, I am not a medium. Now, I'm going to get um, P 
pedantic here about the choice of words. I often hear people saying, everybody's a medium. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that because in the general consciousness, the term medium is somebody stood up here giving out communication. I like the phrases of evidential medium because the medium is just that interface. So how you work is like saying, oh, they're a car. What car? Are you petrol driven? Are you electric? Are you green? Are you blue? Are you a rose? Are you a date? You know? So it's that generic terminology. But what we can be is raise our awareness of the spirit world. How many people, for themselves, not delivered by an evidential medium, have sat or have been engaged in a mundane task like washing up or ironing or something and just suddenly that thought of somebody is no longer here comes to us yeah brilliant that is the awareness of the spirit world and that's what the spirit world wants to propagate maybe maybe it's more like everyone has the ability Yeah. Maybe that's more indicative. That would come about after the raising of the awareness of the spirit world. Because we then start going back into the realms of ego, of wanting validation, wanting other people's validation of what we felt, experienced, or whatever. Whereas actually, the spirit world are quite happy to just draw close. I know you have this, Ted. I know you have this. You weren't listening. Right, get out. <laughs> yes, very much so. But you don't want to rush out and tell everybody that. I'm no, 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 I'm quite content that when I'm at home, on my own. Yeah. But you get that sense as well. It's not just talking, it's not just the verbal. Oh, no. You get that sense of being listened to, understood, yeah. and sometimes you just get that little thought come in your head as a response. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about is that awareness. As though it was a conversation. Yeah. Like you and I. Yeah. But without a swearing, then. Exactly. Exactly. And that is what spiritualism is about. It's about real life. You know, we're here on this journey. All right, we see some things dressed up. 
you know, the um, you see some demonstrators uh, where we are a little bit dubious of what is being said and where it's supported to come from. I don't know how many people have seen that film, wonderful film with Matt Damon, where he's the psychic, and there's three stories all come together, and this little lad goes to see uh, um, trance medium because he's lost his brother and he wants answers to it. And he sits with this gentleman. Whoever wrote that film really went out and researched the subject because I could recognize the places where he was going. I thought, I know where that is. And he's trying to say, who disturbs me? And the kid sits there and he goes, tell me name. I'm Johnny. What do you want? You know, we've all seen that. We've all seen that. But we know inherently when spirit draw close to us, when spirit is there. I had the most wonderful Sunday morning. I was sat there, a little bit tired. <laughs> I felt my mother and father on the platform. And then Andy went into the message and started describing them, but I felt them there. I didn't actually meet, the message was wonderful. The message meant the world to me. But even if I hadn't got that message, I had that moment. They were there. And it was just like, wow. I know it sounds a bit odd coming from a medium, but that's a personal base. I'm quite versed with other people's communications, but that was mine. That was my moment, and it was wow, magic. Yeah. A certain person sat there. It wasn't some somebody and they were just talking normal. And she said to me, There were two ladies standing up there. They weren't any good. Mm-hmm. You talk to it as well as you want. Yeah. Now that came right out the blue. Absolutely. Brilliant. And, and in my mind, I could see them standing side by side. And isn't that wonderful? Well, I thought so. Isn't that wonderful? Because that's what we strive to do as mediums, is not only bring that evidence through, but to bring the presence through. That's when you know you've cracked it. That's when you know I've done, I've done good. Yeah. To feel that person close uh, by. Sorry? Knowing that they're there makes them want to be happy. Yeah. Where did you ever see me miserable? Only one. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go into why. <laughs> but yeah, and that is it. That is spirit here 
to be with us. To let us know that they're fine. Let us know they're free of any pain or discomfort or any injury they may have suffered on the earthquake. But beyond that, they are there to help us. They're always there. They're not going to live our life for us. They're not going to tell us everything to do. There is something coming into the movement, which I'm just keeping an eye on, about um, <clears throat> get love and, and advice from the spirit world. Now, in my opinion, unless you are an exceptionally gifted medium, where is the difference between advice and what I'm thinking about you? <coughs> we, need to, we need to be mindful of that. We need to be mindful. We would all love somebody to walk in our lives and tell us what to do. Oh, all right. <laughs> Most of us would <laughs> like somebody to come in our lives and tell us what to do, to start taking away the chores and the tasks and the things that we do. Yes, my darling. Yes. And that's where my interest lies. Yeah. You take that away. Yeah. Them, but and this links in with the awareness side of things. If everybody had that level of awareness, <coughs> everybody in the world had that awareness of their loved ones and friends. And when I say friends, I mean friends from the spirit world. To know when they're close by, to, re receive, to receive that inspiration, those thoughts. Because again, I'm always very careful about this word of guidance. I like to try and present something. Have you considered such and such? Have you thought about maybe this? Sometimes in people's... Um, hurry to please and to satisfy they may say oh spirit are telling me you need to do this and spirit are telling me you need to do this and i'd have to choose exactly whether i want to follow that advice or not exactly but sometimes people come into this movement who are broken mm -hmm. who are confused or at their wits end mm -hmm. and somebody saying that can be latched upon I'm not saying every time that's said it's incorrect. I think sometimes we just need to work on the presentation of it. Because if we give somebody what we deem to be the quick fix out of their situation, we could well end up doing more harm than good. But if you present it in a way of, well, have you thought about trying this? Or Exactly. Because like any medical treatment, you've got to get the patient on board with the treatment. <coughs> if you went to the doctors and they said, take these, why? Don't ask questions, just take them. You're not going to be on board with that treatment. And that energy transposes nicely into, well, spirit are telling me you have to do this and you have to do that. And you're sat there going, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, we've all got free will, haven't we? Exactly. 
Exactly. But what you're doing by putting it back to them, you're not going to have your daughters in. You're empowering them to make the decision and you're giving them the, the ability and what they need to make a future decision. Because if you just say, well, do this, do this, do this, they go away, they do that, what they're going to do next time, they're going to come back. Whereas if you get them in the way of thinking, you're giving the, the power back to them. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. And it's very true because, you know, humans, we've got one common failability, uh, and that tends to be we're always looking for somebody to blame or somebody to save us. So if we go to a medium or whatever, a psychic, whatever your terminology, and they tell you to take this course of action that goes wrong, it's the first thing you can do. You're going to go straight back and go, you told me to do this. Um, you know, I'm devoid of any blame and responsibility because I was acting under your instruction. Mm. This is why I say when we talk about advice from the spirit world, you have to be very mindful how that's put over. Very mindful. The fact that they haven't considered it and interpreted it in the correct way, mm. you know, rather than saying, well, you might have said do this, how I do it, it's up to me. It, like you say, it's easy to transfer the blame and... Um, yeah, and it is about our own responsibility. Yeah. It is about our own responsibility in things. But we can be supported by family, by loved ones, by our friends, our guides, our helpers, again, whatever your terminology, they're always there to help and assist. I have great fun with some of my guides. I also have times when I think, bugger, you're right and I'm wrong. Bugger, 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 bugger. A <laughs> <laughs> number of times I've come home from a den going, wow, that was a load of rubbish. I'm not doing this anymore. That was terrible. And by the time I've got home, I've actually sort of understood that yeah, it wasn't them, it was me. <laughs> it was this got in the way. So it's interesting, but you know, Already we're starting to see different aspects of spiritualism. Now I know, and I'm not flattering here, the people here tonight, you have got a good grasp about spiritualism. Uh, but don't forget these nights have been streamed out for in perpetuity, for new people coming into the movement, trying to understand, get a grip and an idea of what we're about. You know, if we look at the basic structure of a service, we have the prayer, so that is the intent that we're setting. I'm sure you've all seen it, um, where you get a prayer and, oh, we think of the woes of the world, and we think of all the terrors that are going on, and we think of all the death and the injury going, how do you feel now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we have different types of prayer. We have personal prayer, that personal communication. We also have that group, we together, joining here, blending our energies. We're here in celebration of life. How do you feel now? Yeah, so we've got these structures within our service and it's working those energies and having that forethought and that understanding and that education. And the education can be gained through reading, through experience, through training, many, many ways. Our own 
personal guidance, our own personal navigator. We're our best own critics. Every time I come off the platform, I think, I missed that, I didn't do that. I should have done that, I didn't round that off nicely. And you learn, and you grow, and evolve. Then we come to the parts in the service, so say the healing. And again, that is the fundamental thing of spiritualism. It all boils down to healing. Yes, dear. Yeah, and again, because we have this sometimes very stinted view of the spirit world. You know, we, we, they come back to us in the form that we would recognise. But that is not their form now. That is not their existence now. I tried something a few years ago, and I thought, okay, I'm going to ask the sitter at the end, is there anything you want to ask? And I was deming somewhere, doesn't matter. And I, I said, right, I'm going to ask this question. And I, as I was asking the question, I was getting, I'm traveling, and I'm traveling to places you wouldn't believe. And I'm like, okay, is there anything you want to ask? And it was a gentleman with his mum. He said, yeah, is she getting to travel now? <laughs> and I was like, that's great. That's amazing. That is awesome. And that was one of my little learning points on the next phase of our existence, or the returning to the original source of our existence. Again, it's all on your terminology. But it is a vibrant, it is an active, it is not sat around. It is not, you know, completing, you're engaged in things, engage in things that. I was uh, away a trance and physical week in Eastbourne many years ago and something happened in the circle and I went, get me out of here now. And I did go somewhere. Now I don't share this often, so you're all privileged and if you tell anybody, oh, too late, <laughs> oh well, <laughs> oopsie. <laughs> I went somewhere where spirit was working with science and in particular sound, I was there in a physical state. I can see it now. Every time I think about it, it's there. I can see every little detail of it. And I thought, like, how wonderful. And that's just that, that of a whole existence. And I even had a message once, and the medium said, you went somewhere, and Spirit said, they will keep their promise, because I said, when I go, I want to come back here, in that time, in that experience. And many years later, the medium has obviously given that information. They said, you will go back there. And I was just like, wow. Wow, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not in a hurry, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, my darling. Once when I was asleep, I asked for trouble. Yeah. I 
stood, it was so, so quiet. And I stood, because this would happen when I, when I meditate, I, I stood, and I, but I was asleep. And I stood on this like planet, and there's this big, big planet above me, and it was so bright. Yeah. But I, ju I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, but it was so, so quiet. And then I just came back and I just went back into my body again. Yeah. Mm. Now, you know, that uh, engenders the conversation about is this moving our awareness or is that my spirit actually travelling? Yeah, yeah, because I remember myself coming back into my body again. Yeah. But I, I, I went to school, didn't I, that day, because we were working at the same place. And I just, even now, I could just see this bright, big planet in front of me and all these little planets around me. And I just, yeah, even now, it's a war, I suppose. Now, yeah. my philosophy on that, people often ask, what's the difference between a dream and actual spiritual encounter? For, for my simple little mind, <clears throat> if you can recall every little detail of what you saw, like that, you were there. Dreams go, don't they? You wake up and think, oh, it's such a bad dream. What was it about? Well, I can't really remember, you know, because it's gone. So, yeah, and yeah, brilliant. Mm. Did it have two mountains? Not that I remember, I just oh. remember these, just watching this big, big planet in That's front right. of me, stood on this, this, this planet, <coughs> and then just seeing these other planets around me. And there was somebody stood at the side of me, but I couldn't quite, recall them but there was definitely somebody stood and then I remember coming back and just getting back inside my body again yeah, yeah. that's right I've only got the two men it's not my planet so <laughs> <laughs> get, oi, get off my planet <laughs> but it's amazing isn't it but this is through where we start to develop that awareness and where we start also to do what we teach in circle all the time of discerning is that a dream? Is that me? Is there something that's triggered that? Uh, is that a... Pauling gave a lovely example of something that was seen in a mind's eye, but afterwards we went, well, actually, I was talking about that just before, so I think my mind generated that. So, well done you, because that is about the discernment. We do see sometimes uh, in in and around spiritualism, the more unbelievable it is, the more true it must be. But to me, spiritualism is evidential. You have evidence. Now we can get our own evidence. Who was telling me uh, beforehand something they had? Oh, it was somebody today. Um, they had their own evidence. And it can be a little thing. And that's not trying to make things fit. There can be a series of little things where you think, well, do you know what? I don't know, I mean, this is not bigging me up or jack up or anybody. We had that night of experimental mediumship on Sunday night. And the idea was Jack was going to be working with one link, I was going to work with another, and then we were going to swap to see if we could continue the message as different mediums. Well, Spirit had other ideas, didn't they? 
because Jack got his link over there. I've seen something on the table about psychometry, so I started psychometrizing the object. I went, who does this belong to? It was the person Jack was already working with. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Actually, it was amazing. <laughs> it seriously was. It was, you know, if we tried to set that up, we couldn't have done it. It was actually amazing how it works. And this is the way spirit works. Is all right. We are accustomed to delivering the evidence, and we do. We we have very good demonstrators here at Paul. All right. We may not like some of them, a bit like notes on the piano, but I do insist on a certain standard to work on this platform. Not because I'm conceited or arrogant or snobby or anything like that. It's because I believe that our message is so vital and so important that it needs to be delivered by people who are adept and capable of doing that. As I say, we all have our personal favourites and some that we don't gel with. That's fine. That's life. That's understandable. But in the main, the standard is there. Because we do offer, we have people coming into our churches, our centres, every time we open, who are lost, who are broken, who are at their wits end. And we have a duty to present the best that we can be. Alright, some of our favourites have off days, we all have off days. Things happen. But do you know what? Through the intelligence of spirit, that person will find some solace or some comfort. And even in the cases where they do not, you know what? At least they've tried it. They've come in through the door and that might, this might not be on their pathway, spiritualism. It may be in some avenue. They've come here, tried it, not found what they're looking for at this time, so we'll now be able to discount it. And I applaud people like that. I say, come in. If you enjoy it, great. If you don't enjoy it, great. But the fact that you've come in to try it is to be applauded. And this is where the churches and centres, every day is an opportunity to work deeper and richer and more fuller with the spirit world for the benefit of people in the church or the centre that day. Because we do not know Yes, darling. Well, you know, I've been doing that. How um, people uh, have the opportunity to learn and take things on board or not <coughs> by coming here, or you know, other churches. It's interesting sometimes where we get people who come through spirit and they didn't believe beforehand, mm -hmm. didn't want to know. Yeah. You know, or can't do all that sort of stuff, and then you find actually changing life now, whatever it is. Yeah. There is um, a book, there's two copies in the library, Many Mansions, Air Chief Marshal Dowding through the Second World War. Uh, sat in many circles, um, very interesting physical mediumship. Some of the accounts of people who lost their life in active duty are fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I won't go into them in any depth, but they really are worth a read. Because it just gives that other side. Uh, I will touch on one little thing always stuck in my mind. 
this is uh, an airman who was giving this transcript of his experience after he was shot down. And he said, well, I knew, I, I knew I'd copped it. And he went, and I wanted nothing more than a whiskey. And he said, I had a whiskey in my hand. And he said, so I drank it. And he said, oh, do with another one. And there was another whiskey. And he got halfway through it and he went, actually, I don't need this now. So it's that starting to shed the physical imprint and start to take over on the spiritual side. Another one was shot in the jungle and his account of walking through the jungle but being able to see the life and the vibrancy in all the jungle that he never saw before. And things like that. So it is it's fascinating. It is such a fascinating subject. But it's there to learn. And we will all learn differently. Yes, my darling. I don't see them uh, all the time. I just know they're there. I've got the arm, but that's it. I know they're there. I ask for them and I know they're there. I feel them. Um, when I first started to see them, it was in my mind. I, have a, I always describe this as like a memory. Do you drive? Okay. Um, if I ask you to think of your living room, in your mind, it's there. You can see everything. Yeah, you can see the pottery there. You can see the bookshelf there, and see, it's all there. You're not seeing it, but it's there, and that's how. Because I'm a bit of a stubborn so and so, <laughs> and I'm very fortunate. When I have my guides and helpers stepping in, I always ask them for some evidence. And I get it in the most amazing ways. Because they know I am stubborn and I want that evidence because I believe in the evidence. The evidence is what supports the very foundations of all that we do and say. So they give you every service you do? Yes, yeah, and different yes. ones for different parts. No, I have. <coughs> Good question. Yeah. You've never experienced them. No. Have you ever asked them? No. <laughs> well, there you go. Again, the spirit world is a very active state of intelligence because we are often refer to the intelligence of the spirit world. That's fine. Yeah, and that is absolutely fine because we are here on a journey each and every... If everybody was giving everybody else messages all the time, imagine the chaos that would cause. <laughs> because it's that level of accuracy. I see, you know, I, I'm guilty of it myself. I've been shown something. Uh, this wasn't me, but I saw it happen. Uh, this gentleman was shown a salmon. 
and he transcribed it as they're showing me a fish. And the person getting the message was going, don't get that. And he went back, he went, no, it's definitely a fish. No. Oh, maybe they're saying eat more fish. You know, that old cop out. The actual message was, because I went up to the lady afterwards, I said, would you understand why he held a salmon up? She said, oh my God, yeah, she, he used to go up to Scotland all the time, salmon fish, and he loved it. <laughs> Just interfere that much. Interfere with the message that much. And we all do it. We all have miscommunication. The old game of Chinese whispers. You know, the original message starts here, and by the time it's come through everybody... It's totally different. Well, that's the same mechanism with, with the spirit world. Because you're working with, through and in your guide, your inspirers, your gatekeeper, which is the person that is in between you and the communicators. They're the, there looking after you sort of thing. They're like, they're like my bouncer. <laughs> well, they need to be invited in, don't they? they yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, and that's fine. And don't forget to add into that equation the intelligence of the spirit world. You know, I've, I've seen people saying, well, the guides never show themselves. The guides never show themselves. And I said, well, have you asked? No. So why would they? They're people, like us. I'm not going to run out the door now and go and knock on somebody's door and go, did you ask to see me? <laughs> but if somebody phoned me up and said, can you come round, I really need help. Hi, I'm here in response to your call. Fine. But in that configuration, this is where things can go awry with our evidential mediumship that somewhere along that line something is misheard or misinterpreted. Um, because we... Uh, if I said to you, an orange, what do you think of? Okay, if I said to you, orange, what do you think of? Orange. It's not going to work, is it? <laughs> an orange or an orange? An orange, yeah. You saw the three, okay. Right, well, we'll put that aside then, because that didn't work. <laughs> we'll go back to the boat. Because <laughs> that worked. <laughs> but that's Do you find that sometimes you don't understand the message? I mean, it's not up to you, but when you've given it, the person can pick up straight away. Most of the time, because it's not exactly. my message. Yeah. And that's one of the hardest stumbling blocks in developing mediumship, is because you want to make sense of it. Because we're human. But it's not my message. Mm. But yeah. you use them words and they're limiting, aren't they? That's Very. why getting to the telepathy stage, you wouldn't we just know you wouldn't need people giving out coded words. Mm. That is very true. And this is what we talk about mental mediumship because it comes through the mind. Mm. Uh, that's where a evidential medium needs to expand on what we call the toolbox. So look at photos of different countries to get an idea and think, oh, when that comes in, you think, oh, this feels like Italy because I'm, I'm getting those images that I've seen of Italy and things like that. 
but it does come through the mind. So it's a bit like cheesecloth being dragged through water that's got dye in it. So that message starts off at the back there. By the time it's come through the medium's mind, it will pick up certain traits. You know me, I enjoy humour. I love laughter. And that comes through in my mediumship. Because we have a laugh. Because don't forget, the spirit world have got really good humour as well, most of them. Some of them I get told off, and that's absolutely fine. I understand. Um... <clears throat> But yeah, it comes through the mind. But it's also coming through the energies of those who are working with you. And there are times there that things can just get, the emphasis might get slightly shifted. Might just move. So that communication isn't as pure as it could be. But this is what we've got to strive at. Whether we're doing evidential mediumship, whether we're doing healing, healing mediums, do not forget. So, so, so important. They work. Um, I get validation. Do you understand this person? Yes. Great. I've got my validation. Happy days. A healer will put their hands on somebody. That leg may not grow back straight away. Uh, they may not throw away their crutches, they may go, oh my god, you know, I feel so much better. But we continue working with that, because we don't know what level that healing. Some things we are going through which are part of our life plan, but we can maybe ease the pain, we can help. Whenever we heal, we help. But don't constrain it by saying, I want to take your headache away, I want to make your leg feel better, I want to reduce your blood pressure, just I want to give you healing, I want to channel healing and it will come through in a call, it will come through in a way that is helped and not only on the physical side of life but also in the spirit world. Just because somebody is no longer here in the physical does not mean by any means that they will not benefit by our healing energies, because we're giving of our energies. We're channeling. The healing correctly, sound a bit dictatorial there, but if you're healing by channeling healing energy, to me that is the correct form of healing. We can do magnetic healing, which is me giving you my energy direct. That can help, but it's not a good way of doing it, because I am giving you my energy. Um, and I need to recoup that energy afterwards. You know, as a carer, you come in Sundays and you're like, flat. <laughs> you know, the little green light is gone red and he's right down the bottom. Not only the physical side of what you're doing, it's that emotional support, that healing that you're giving, and you're giving of your own energy, and you've got to replenish that. You've got to build that back up. And then maybe work on, help me, give me a lift, help, <laughs> ask. You know, spirit just stand there at times watching us thinking, when are they going to bloody ask for help? <laughs> Seriously, look at the state he's getting into. What a knob. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say that word. <laughs> Apologies. Seriously, I'm sure, I'm sure they do that. I'm sure they're just standing there looking at us going, 
Hello? <laughs> We're here. I can help with that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We do, because we, we can do everything, can't we? We're Superman, Superwoman, Superbeing. But yeah, spiritualism offers so much. As I say, going back to the service side of it, we get to the philosophy. Now, the philosophy is that message for all. And some it will resonate with. A bit like the sower of seeds in the Bible. Some will find fertile ground. Some will fall on stony ground. Some will go into light soil and bloom quickly and then just blow away to dust because it hasn't got a decent foothold. That's fine. That's absolutely fine because we're all different. We're all unique. And what will work for you will not work for you. And vice versa. Because we are unique. You look at the philosophies of the world. Uh, we have quite a lot of the Eastern energies being brought into spirituality and spiritualism. But we've also got to remember that actually Western uh, philosophy and Eastern philosophy are actually very different. Western philosophy tends to be more mind-led, so it's more functional. It's more active, I do this, I think that, I do that. Whereas the Eastern philosophy is more heart-led. So I feel this. Yeah, yeah. So again, you know, we, we there's a wonderful phrase in the book, it's like trying to grow bluebells in the desert sometimes. And I love that phrase because that's so descriptive. You can see that. You can see that. So the philosophy, again, is a big part. And the philosophy is brought through, again, by mediumship. That different people will work with you at different times to inspire <coughs> different things to be said. But, again, the intelligence of the spirit world the number of times after a service somebody will say, you know what, I came in with this big question on my shoulders and in the philosophy got answered. That's great. That's brilliant. Alright, I got that validation, but you know that happens more and more. And we do that ourselves as human beings. Somebody will ask us something and we'll, we'll say something and just think, where did that come from? Was that me? I was rather clever for me, but well done. <laughs> but again, it's that inspiration, because it's all there to help. Not to do for us, but to help. To help us. Any more questions? Ascend, well, yeah, the... We get very bogged down by terminology. Very bogged down. Uh, ascended masters are those beings that no longer need to incarnate. They no longer need to have what we would understand as a physical existence, but they may incarnate into a different energy and form. Because we're getting really complex now, we're getting into areas that we've not even really scratched the surface of yet. 
I during the second lockdown I was stood out the front of the church and just looking over that way and I just became aware of three beings that were so large they could not stand on this planet they were massive and the energy I got off of them didn't frighten me it, it wrong-footed me because I've never ever felt it there was no emotion there was nothing there and I was like I don't understand this so I sat and asked and the answer that came through believe it or not I don't mind because I experienced it I know it's true the answer that came through was you have touched on the angelic realm and I went but there was no emotion and I said the job they need to do emotion would hinder them and I thought well that makes perfect sense I get that sorry of the energy the COVID is a physical manifestation it's the energy part small part I, I my experience during that time was our psychic awareness really came to the fore uh, and that manifested in many ways who said we're going to run out of toilet rolls across the world the whole world ran out and bought toilet rolls where did that come from why did that thought manifest we kicked off with the online works and i was talking to people i did not know of or some people i'm thinking oh my god i'm talking to so and so oh my god why am i, why am I talking to this person they're, they're amazing but the thoughts were all the same and we were talking to people in because we were very thick then with the um, spiritists doing a series of talks and we we're talking to people in brazil in america uh, florida in europe but we we're all saying the same thing i'm like this is amazing this is absolutely amazing okay you know we opened up right <coughs> call it our psychic senses but we're opening up to that universal consciousness you know everybody across the world is linked every single one of us no matter what we think of them from the baby that's just been born to the inmate on death row we're all linked we're all part of that same thought we're all part of that same essence and during that time where everything shut down our barriers were also brought down a little bit because we just got into do you remember 2019 going oh my god it's christmas again how did that happen it was christmas last week because we just got into that get through life get through life get through life and then suddenly all that stopped so part of that side effect was our thoughts went out 
we started thinking again. We started exploring things again. We started looking at things with different values. The person we wake up with, we stop taking them for granted. Mm -hmm. Because we stopped doing and we started being. Yeah, nice way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Stop the doing and start on the being. We See, it wasn't all of that. <laughs> And that again brings us back to the spiritual laws of balance. Mm. That for every adversity we go through, and sometimes we learn the best when we're up against the wall. Mm. We pick up things, we, pick, we have our minor epiphany moments about things, that's great. But again, going back to the seed thrower, that's sometimes seed in loose soil. That Oh, at the moment, yeah, that's great. But after a while, it just sort of like dries up and withers and goes. But when we are actually being, and that awareness, we're all connected in this, on this planet. Expand that on. We're all connected with this planet. We're all connected with every living thing. We're all connected with every living thing beyond this planet. It grows and grows. I know you've got to get a bus, I'm darling. I'm sorry, I really have to go because the next one will be around. But can I thank you all for a lovely evening, particularly all, especially with the filming. That's right, it's not an airport. One little thing. You know, we're so friendly and so nice. Next time, perhaps we could all come a bit nearer. <laughs> yeah, they know your reputation. <laughs> So, a few thoughts, but bring it back to the topic, spiritualism, what does it mean to you? I'm not going to tell you that, because it's not my place, and it's nobody else's job. But it is something we ask you to think about. What does it mean to live forever? Does that absolve us of all responsibility in this world? Quite the opposite. Makes us more mindful of what we do, what we say, how we act, how we interact, how we treat others, most importantly, how we treat ourselves. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy that.